Hey friends, you're listening to Project Me, the podcast. I'm your host, Destiny O'Rourke, college and career coach for Bowling Green High School, where I strive to provide first-hand college and career experiences for you, my students, so that you can be better informed of your post-secondary options and ultimately live a high quality of life. Please enjoy today's show. I'm so excited to be joined by Amy Ritchie, who is the marketing director for both Chick-fil-A locations and also the community relations director. Amy, thank you for being on the podcast today. It's my pleasure. (laughs) Love it. Yes. We are going to dive right in. Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to tell you a quick little story. So the first time I ever went to a Chick-fil-A, I was well into my late teenage years and it was a road trip. And the first time I heard someone say, it's my pleasure, it like gave me this warm, fuzzy sensation. And I just will never forget the awesome customer service I had in that experience. I love to hear those stories because it is, you hear other businesses now that sometimes, like you'll be pulling through, uh, I don't know, the car wash and you hear, it's my pleasure and you're, and I turn my head and I think, okay, that's either good that it's caught on or maybe they worked for Chick-fil-A at some point, but it, it's one of those phrases that just makes you feel good. Oh, Absolutely. Okay, so will you start by telling us a little bit about what you do and describe your daily tasks? I would love to. Okay, so my main job that I was hired into was to help sustain our sales growth with our two restaurants that are quick service restaurants. Um, I'm charged to create a positive presence of our brand, which is very important from corporate um, in our community. And then they set our mission this year to kind of, it's, they titled us as to be Bowling Green's most caring company. So every day I strive to go to work and to present that mission to my team and to also try to carry out that. But some of my responsibilities are, um, in creating that long vision for how we're going to grow our market and how we will adapt to the competitive restaurant environment, which we know there's restaurants everywhere, um, to lead my team, which consists of Scottsville Road Store and Campbell Lane Store, um, in those sales and community goals that we've set as a team. Um, I love to develop and foster community relationships. Uh, The community is so important to me, and Bowling Green just seems to embrace who we are and helping one another. It's just fun. Then the CFA business model and mission, oh, we could spend days going into that because it's just incredible how Truett Cathy, our, you know, the the founder of Chick-fil-A, how his vision and model is still carried out today. He has since passed. Couple more quick things that I do is I develop a yearly marketing plan that has goals, products, you know, our new products that come out so often in-store community events, and then I successfully communicate and execute that with my team. I oversee a team that loves to be involved in our community, and that's probably what sets us apart is that we've, our team doesn't just sell chicken every day, which is what a lot of people think that we do, but we are so much deeper than that. So I look for volunteer opportunities for them. Um, Also kind of 
handle some of our social media, which is funny for a 45-year-old woman to be handling the social media because I am so out of the loop when it comes to that. These teenagers can do it so much better than me. But my favorite thing I do is I care for and I love on every single teammate that that is in our stores and I plan events for them. Um, we get to talk about new products coming out, get them excited. And so they are my salespeople under me. And then in a nutshell, that's what I do. Very, very cool. I love that community component and that you are like helping others find volunteer opportunities. Wow, that's amazing in a company. Yes. Yes. So, okay, how did you decide to get into this field? Okay, so this is not my first go around with Chick fil A. Um, my son, Reed, that's at Bowling Green High School, when he was two, Chick fil A had just come to Bowling Green, Kentucky, and they were growing rapidly. And I was at church one Sunday, and the operator's wife was in a Bible study with me. And she knew briefly of me just kind of going around a circle and explaining. You know, you like you do the first time you're in a group, you go around and you say what you do, where you're from, all those things. So I had mentioned that I had a marketing background and they were looking for someone to help that had lived in this community for a little bit to help get the name out there um, for Chick-fil-A, that it was here and they were excited because that Andy, the operator and his wife were not from Bowling Green originally. And so they needed somebody that had a community presence and could just kind of help them get going. So it started with that and take that back 14 years. And then this past year, Andy, so same operator is still here, contacted me and he said, Amy, my marketing director for 10 years is retiring. And I said, okay. And he said, I know you left you know, 14 years ago because your kids were really young and you just felt that call to be home and needed to be home. And I said, yes. And he said, would you mind to sit down and talk with me about possibly coming back? And it didn't take me long. It's, it's a great company to work for. So I say it found me again, 14 years later. And um, like I said, get to work with Andy again. So I think that's pretty cool that I've worked for the same company twice. That's neat. And it also goes to show the power of networking and making a good mm -hmm. person. Wow. Yes. And I would, t I would tell her is that you just don't know when, you know, it, it always, you hear the phrase, you know, make sure that you leave on a good note. Um, and I would say there's sometimes there's been jobs I've had that I'm like, I don't think I would go back to that job, but I will say that the people you meet in your, your job searches, in your job experiences, never forget at least one person in each place that you work between now and later on in life uh, from each job because they are adding to your resume. They are adding to who you are as an employee and, um, and to also just find something you love in each one of those jobs and, and build on that. So important. Okay, so tell us what kind of education or training you had for this field and what do you do to continue learning? Okay, so um, the education that I had was I went to Western Kentucky University and I had uh, the irony in this. Okay, so the, I had a Bachelor of Science in Public Health and Healthcare Administration. 
I, I will say that, yes, I may not be in healthcare, but I do deal with the public and I deal with the general welfare of the public. So that's still a little bit there, or at least I like to convince myself that I'm using that somehow. But the marketing minor is probably more of what I use. And I, I got both of those from here at Western. That's really cool how you just never know where your career is going to take you mm -mm. and the things you lean back on. So, Absolutely. What do you love about your career? Okay, so like I said, we are so much more than just the chicken sandwich, but obviously that's what people think of. But when I think about why I love my career, I would say 100% I believe you should be in a place uh, where you work every day that allows you to be all of who you can be. Um, you know, I am a believer. I firmly believe that God has given me every talent and task that I need to perform a job. And I feel like I finally have found the place where he's allowing me to use every single one of those things. And also that I can be me a hundred percent for the first time. Um, I go in every day and I just start through tasks and I'm thinking, I love this. Like, this is what I get to do. There's nobody micromanaging. There's nobody telling me that I can't do something. They're going to let me fail <laughs> in this job. Um, and, and that sounds scary, but at the same time, that's fun because they won't judge me. They guide me. Um, and so I think that's, I don't know, a great in a job, but I would say the best thing about Chick-fil-A is that people come before our bottom line, which is the money. We are a people company. Um, CFA also allows team members to build careers um, that are more than a job. So we love to hire people in like when they're at high school and to see them stay with us. If like they go to Western, they stay with us through college. Our operator, 100%, I keep saying that, but believes in career advancement and there are so many places to go with Chick-fil-A like for instance my job you know I don't I'm not in the operations of the everyday at the store but you better believe I stop by those stores every single day to love on people to make sure my team's okay see if anybody needs anything there's lots of moving parts in a quick service restaurant but more so in a restaurant that really wants to invest in its people and to see them succeed. They'd love to keep people in our restaurant um, for as long as they can. And I think that's so important. I would agree. And you can feel it when you walk into either location and you know what you said earlier about being able to be yourself in your work Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how valuable it is to know that you are accepted and loved and cared for and seen and, and encouraged and supported just the way you are. So it's great that you have that in your career. Yes, so, I do. So here's the, the question then, with, with all of that, you know, positive and love and light, what are some challenges then that you face in your career and just some challenges faced by your industry? Sure. Okay. So right now we are facing the same thing that most people are dealing with. And it's not just the food industry. It is staffing. Um, so what we're finding is, you know, every day we have like a little group message that we have amongst our 
teammates and every day it's like, can anybody come in from just nine to two? You know, we would love to have you come and hang out with us from nine to two and, and help us, you know, serve others. And so with that being said, it is becoming more frequent that we're having to call some of our teammates out of scheduling and say, come help us. Or also I think, um, just in general, people are having trouble finding good employees right now. Uh, but that will end. I firmly believe that this is just a time where it's hard to, to find people to come and to work. So I don't capitalize on that so much as being a huge challenge, but it's our challenge right now. Um, the other thing that I just think is it, it's pretty cool uh, when you think about a challenge is that um, my phone, it, it's ringing off the hook. Everybody wants Chick-fil-A. They want donations. They want fundraisers. They want our cow to come out and be part of, you know, something that they're doing at their school. Um, and so that can be a bit of a challenge, just listening to my phone ring constantly. But I, I also, I love that because that means we're thriving. That means that people want us to be engaged with their companies and their schools. And to me, that just speaks volumes. Um, also have over 200 employees amongst or between both stores. And so that just being over that many people and like, like, you know, I have four children of my own and a husband. And so that can be a bit of a challenge, just loving on and taking care of that many people. Um, I carry their burdens with me. I carry their happy times. I check in with them. I make sure they're okay, but that's a lot of people. Um, so those are just some challenges. And then as far as the industry goes, my favorite thing to say is that it's a good, bad problem is the expectations that are placed on a restaurant like Chick-fil-A. Um, we set the gold standard, in my opinion, and I think our community would say that too, for fast food. So, you know, if you come through the drive-thru and you ask for three Chick-fil-A sauce, sauces and we give you two, um, sometimes we hear about those things and, it, and it's, you know, these people, it is not funny to them. They want the three Chick-fil-A sauces that they asked for, which I get it, but, um, you know, people expect perfection from us and it, but it's what keeps them coming back. You know, that high standard of customer service and the high standard of quality of food, which is, I don't know, most people don't know that the, the capital A in Chick-fil-A stands for our food grade, you know, the quality of service. He capitalized that in, so people would know we are grade A, this is what we represent. And so, you know, we are human. We are going to mess up on your order sometimes, but I think as far as the industry goes, we are held to a pretty high standard. Um, so it's a fast paced environment. Like when you come to work for us, you better have your running shoes on because we are just all over the place. We, we tend to, uh, you know, say when you come, we may pitch you at front counter, but you're going to, you'll be doing multiple things. So but I love that we don't have to tell our teammates to take out the trash, to grab my eyes, to do those kind of things. We expect team players and we need you to be self-motivated, which is just an incredible thing. 
Well, and I imagine it creates an awesome environment because while there, it is challenging, you know that everyone is working toward the same goal and it feels good as a team when everybody can, you know, pull off an incredible shift and you get things right. So it's like the, the joys are much higher, it sounds like. Yes, my favorite thing, Destiny, like, and it's sometimes, I'm the old one of the group, you know, so all these college and, and, and teenage um, kids are sending each other message in our group me and it says that you know awesome job tonight team we did this we got out at this time tonight and I, I just love working with you all it is so cool to see these kids encouraging one another and I'm thinking who doesn't want to be in an environment where even if it was stressful all day at the end of the day their teammates are saying love you guys. We, we did it. We might've, you know, had a record amount of people through the drive through tonight, but we did it. And they don't let those moments go unnoticed. But I think that comes from the top. Like we, I've never been part of something that just cheers more loudly. And so I guess that's what keeps you coming back every day to serve that amount of chicken. So <laughs> it's encouraging. And you can't fake that. I mean, you know, that's mm -mm. genuine. Uh, so what other types of professionals do you work with in order to make your job happen? Okay, so we have quite the tier system, honestly. Um, you know, we have our owner, which is Andy, and he owns both stores. And um, then we have store managers, you know, that are over each store. Store coordinators who are just, you know, making schedules and, and making sure everyone's where they need to be to make shift, you know, run. We have, then we have other leaders under them that are just, um, you know, checking in front of house, back of house, those kind of things. But we also, I would, I added this because I think what helps our jobs happen also is community leaders. So you work for a hospital or you work for, you know, doctor's office, you're a farm rep, you're all these different, a teacher. Um, you help us as professionals to make our job happen because you're using us, you're calling us. Not only am I asked to, you know, talk about, um, chicken at the store, but I often, often get calls to, you know, we need a group at this school to hear how leadership should be done or how uh, you all make things work. And so that's fun that we have this model where we can go out into the community and teach other businesses how Chick-fil-A does it. And so that's pretty neat. Wow, that is cool. So what skills does someone need in order to be successful in your career? Okay, I would say organized. Like I said, that's a lot of people. And I also have the, not the teammates sending me messages, but the community and I get emails and phone calls. And so you have to be somewhat organized. Forward thinking, like I plan way out um, for my job. And then, you know, yes, I'm very flexible and accommodating when somebody calls and they're like, hey, can we have a hundred packaged meals for this um, Saturday? And you're like, uh, let me ask the kitchen. But I can, most of the time, forward thinking helps on those public relations, just being able to talk with people and just smile and be able to hear and listen. But also, what are the, the needs of the public, you know, and what do they want from us? Um, 
I say not to be irritated easily because this, like I said, can be a little bit of a stressful environment, but you know, if you, if I put ice in your cup and you said, I didn't want ice in my tea. And then I get irritated, like, Oh, we are so busy. I don't have time for this. No, you just pour the ice out and go get the tea. So I think, you know, not being able to be irritated easily, love our community and be an ambassador for that. Believe in my team, which I do. I so believe. And one of the things that we pride ourselves on is called second mile service, which means you don't just go that first mile, you go that second mile, whatever to go extra. You know, somebody comes in and they want, I don't know, an extra container for the fries so they can split it with, you know, their children. You give them three instead of two. And so I think, you know, having that mindset, we love um, to do what we call create raving fans. And so, we want people in our community to say, Chick-fil-A is my favorite or fast service restaurant. Chick-fil-A has got it going on today. And so we want fans in our community to be our marketing. I, I don't have to market the chicken that much, believe it or not. <laughs> our marketing kind of takes care of itself, which is a blessing, but it, it, it is one of those things. Um, and then, you know, just to earn respect for my team. And that's hard as a leader. Sometimes when you come in, like I said, they had a lady that had been there for 10 years. So some of these people who had been under her leadership for years, and then I had big shoes to fill. So I come in and I have to win my team over. And so I think just being able to earn their respect. Wow. So with everything going on, how do you balance your career and your life? Okay. So I'd say most people, I'm a little different. Most people say multitasking is important, but I will say it's not always effective for me in creating balance. So my career advice um, in balancing career and personal life is to concentrate on one thing at a time. So when I am working on a project at work, I give it my all in that project. And then, you know, when it's time to spend time with my family, I forget everything else, you know, as far as work goes and spend time just with my family. So I like to separate the two in that way. Um, I also have to set boundaries. You know, when texts come through at 6.30 a.m. and I still need to jump in the shower so I can make it to work, I take the shower first. And I think that's, important because I'm also one of those. It's like, oh, they email me. I need to get right back with them. And I do try to do that for the most part, but I always, you know, try to make sure that I set priorities starting first thing in the morning. Um, my team knows to, when someone calls a store and says, Hey, I need to speak with Amy or I need a donation to now give them my email first. Um, then my cell number, because like I said, with having four kiddos, they're sending me texts, you know, I need this uniform after school, or I need this, and I'm, can I go here? And then, you know, I've got team members sending texts that that can get lost real easy, easily in my text messaging. So um, to always try to send an email first, because then I can prioritize by sitting down one time a day and answering those. And I also have a paper trail, which it says, yes, I answered this person. No, I did not. I need to get back with this person. So that's always good. Um, but I will say, and, and Chick-fil-A wants this, my family is my first priority. So 
when my family becomes my second priority, I think it's time to reevaluate my schedule. Um, and then the older I get, I've learned how to say no and to be okay with saying no. Uh, I learned to unplug so that my accessibility is not 24 hours a day. And by unplug, I mean everything. You know, it, uh, I can tell when there's a time that I'm like, I just want to read today. And when I get a feeling that I need to do something different, I do it because then I know I'm going to be a better person after that. That's incredible. I think that's something we all need to, to learn is how to unplug and how to prioritize and how to remember what the true, um, you know, the true priorities are. So, okay, this is something that, you know, a lot of my students struggle with, we all struggle with, but I try to normalize it because we all have to deal with it. So tell us a little bit about how you overcome those moments when self-doubt creeps in. And does it? Yes, it sure does. I don't think I know anybody that says they don't have or don't doubt themselves sometimes. So, you know, every day isn't a great day, but I like to believe that there's always good in my days. Um, so I don't think all people are great at giving, affirming comments or words to others. Some just aren't it has to be a natural thing and but i try to do that as much as possible and the reason i try to do that it's almost like when i'm complimenting someone else it, it comes back to me it gives me a good feeling and i start to feel good and then i try to really choose specific ways to compliment others so in turn when i receive a praise or a compliment um sometimes I'll just go, thanks, you know, or thank you for saying that. But I try to really now internalize, why did they choose to speak those words to me? Like, why did they say I did this really well? They didn't have to do that. And so in the, in the moments where self-doubt creeps in, I think back to, you know, that person chose to say those specific words to me. I am good at that. And um, to really know that. So now when I speak words to others, I try to be specific. I try to really pick out something that I know maybe that they do well, that maybe another team member doesn't do as well. Because I want them to realize that you are good at that. You are specialized in that um, good thing. And so I guess to bring that full circle, I am finding that the things I need for self-doubt the more I can do that or pour into others in those same ways, it really helps me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. I like the specificity part of it because it's easy to get lost in something that's just a real quick, you know, something that someone throws offhand. But yeah, to, to think about, you know, what are those things that people tell me, you know, um, you know, sometimes over and over again, because I think that's where the, the, it's easy to be able to finally see those truths. And, you know, I think it's easy for us to, to get caught up and maybe, you know, lie to ourselves about our worth or, or whatever, but then to remind yourself that there's so many people who we're, we're serving. Um, that's, man, that's where the real joy comes in. Yes. And then the only other thing I wanted to speak to really quick on that is that, you know, one of the phrases that Trick Kathy, the founder of CFA, often said, and I've seen it on posters, is take good care. And that's so few words, but to me, a huge meaning, you know, on days that I feel less than or feel like, oh, just frustrated or, you know, I have to 
sit back and think, have I taken good care today of myself, of other people's and other people around me? And if I haven't done that, I try to find a way to serve and care for others immediately because that always brightens my day and brings purpose to my job to, and I carry that when I walk in my door at home, you know, just take care of people. And I found that when I surround myself with people who can lift and encourage me on days, um, it, it is the people that serve others so well. And so I try to do that. And then, you know, there's not as much self doubt in my day because I've done something for somebody else besides myself. And I like that. So good. What would you say that you still want to accomplish professionally? Okay. So this is a big one. Um, I have been on several, you know, mission trips, service projects, and those kind of things. To my knowledge, there has never been a, you know, marketing director that has taken a group of their team members on a type of mission trip or uh, something like that. It doesn't have to be overseas, but one of my big dreams, because we have such amazing people that work for us, is to take a group on a mission trip one day. Um, they already have such big hearts and I just want other people to see that the people I work with every day, these young people are amazing. Um, and, but outside of that, I would love to have the opportunity to sit down our corporate offices in Atlanta. And so it's probably one of my dreams to sit in on a big marketing project with corporate sometime. Like even if it's just, Hey, does anybody want to raise their hand with any idea, you know, even if I had one small idea to sit in on a big decision they're making, you can tell like the cows that has lasted for years and years. Um, but some of the things that they come up with are just ingenious, like the marketing stuff. I don't know that I have that type of creative brain, but I would just love to sit in and be part of that round table where our corporate office is dreaming. Um, I just think that would be fun. Oh, just hearing you talk about it has got me all excited. That would be awesome to think that you could contribute to some idea that turns into this national, you know, campaign, mm. part of a, a national campaign strategy. Um, okay, so what do you wish you had known about your career and or life in general when you were in high school? Okay, I think if I, okay, that, that pe people evolve. So the same people that you're in high school with now will not be the same people you will run into, you know, 10 years down the road when they have children or they've gotten married that just like people evolve, careers evolve too. So don't think just because you start here and maybe it wasn't your favorite thing or you weren't successful in that, that, that this is it, that there's not other things coming. Uh, you know, you will fail and that's okay. Um, I find that I keep learning all my life. Every day I'm learning something new. Um, and I try to ask questions and not be intimidated to ask questions um, so I can learn and to be a good listener. Um, I think that's important to listen. Sometimes we talk so much that we forget that there's always somebody trying to teach us something. And then there's also that opportunity for us to be the teacher. And so I would say, have people behind you, have people ahead of you. And to me that, yeah, I am not 
I may be the leader at Chick-fil-A, but I am not the leader of some other things. And so just recognize that. I would say find your passion. Don't be afraid to follow it. I know that sounds cliche, but I think to be passionate about things is important. Um, let's see. And I, I had written down, you know, that the average person is usually astonished when they see, you know, a physically handicapped person or somebody that doesn't do something well and they show intense signs of emotional happiness. You know, how could someone be so happy that's restricted in such a way, you know, but the answer I find rests in how they use the resources they have. And so I would say, you know, use your resources and you will find happiness. You know, if there's certain people that can help you along the way or certain you know, some way that you can um, find that resource that really just helps you become who you want to be and find your passion. Um, and then lastly, I would say diversify yourself. I think if young people could do this more, oh, that would just give me hope. It would give our world hope. And I would just love to see our children, you know, accept that more and to follow their hearts more. I feel like it's in them. I feel like there's a lot of things, you know, peer pressure, other things that are, that are telling them, mm, don't, don't ask that person to lunch or don't go sit with that person or be with those people in college. You know, they may have different views than me. And my mom told me, this is what we believe, you know, it's okay to, to be firm in your beliefs and the things that you think are important, but it's never okay to not listen to others um, and do that respectfully. I wouldn't say you can sit down with everybody. We obviously know that, but to that we can sit down, we can discuss things. I hear you, you hear me, and we can still be friends at the end. And so I just think diversity is so important. And what a cool skill for kids to have, to not be able, to not have to, you know, um, be afraid to interact and, and to learn so much from each other that they can carry on for a lifetime. It's really mm. important. Oh, I agree. What is a sincere hope you have for high school students in our community? Let's see. I would say that they would find ways to encourage and inspire other people all the days of their life, not just when they feel like it, not just, you know, once a month that they're constantly finding ways to do that. Um, my favorite thing, I was a big planner growing up and just felt like, okay, here's my dream. I'm going to write it down and I'm not going to stop till I hit that goal or hit that dream. And, and, you know, until I got a little bit older, I, I don't think I realized that how much I missed in just the mundane. It's great to have goals. It's great to have high aspirations for yourself. But I would think that if they could, you know, set goals, but leave room for unexpected opportunities, that if we make ourselves available, um, did you find the greatest version of yourself in that, you know, just in the day to day, a chance to serve somebody or to create a smile. Um, and, and when it's hard to do the right thing to make sure that you do the right thing and it's going to be extremely hard, you know, they're headed into college, they're making, you know, choices. And, and I'm not saying that they won't even be misled just by peer group. I'm 
even in a job one day, there may be a boss that you just really don't agree with their morals or don't agree with, you know, um, something that they're doing or saying and, and to really feel like you're doing the right thing, even when it's hard to do that. That is so good. So good. I mean, just the thought that students can slow down and live in each moment that's so valuable just the idea that we don't have to be constantly busy and constantly striving for the next thing there's beauty all around us Mm -hmm. such great advice well thank you that was hard learned though i for sure struggle with that every day myself (laughs) but just i try i mean i really try to sit there and go okay uh my plan starting at six o'clock this morning is not what it was you know, by eight o'clock in the evening, but what in my day just really allowed me to enjoy it and to serve somebody and to, to kind of reach my goal in another way through something I did today. Yes, yes, indeed. So I'm excited because you mentioned um, that you've got some opportunities for students to connect with you. Would you share a little bit about those opportunities? Okay, so I would love um, anytime somebody would like to job shadow me for a day, they are welcome to. It might be a little crazy, but I I will provide some fun for sure. Um, And then if they would like to, you know, reach out to me as far as coming and and speaking with a class or a small group of them, um, you know, had a student interview me this year, just a brief interview on just kind of staying motivated and how you um, can motivate others. And so really enjoyed that. Um, they can email me, they can call me. I am obviously 100% available. That's great. I really, really hope that my students will reach out and that they will connect with you. I think it's incredible that you're offering those types of opportunities. And sometimes people just need to know there's someone they can talk to about what their path was like. And, um, and it helps them to sort of see the bigger picture of where they may be headed. So thank you for that. Yes. This has been so helpful. Um, Okay, so if you are interested, I do have a lightning round of five questions that I ask my guests. Are you open to that? Oh, this ought to be good. Yes. Woo! Okay, so question number one. What high school did you go to and what was its mascot? Okay, I went to Scott County High School in Georgetown, Kentucky, and our mascot was the Cardinal. Very cool. Question number two, what was your first ever job? Um, okay, I'm going to go back to the one that I still laugh at because I'm like, oh dear. Um, I worked for a Levi's store in like a strip mall, you know, because they would hire people that were 15. And so I sold jeans. That just sounds weird to me. And it was odd. There was a bunch of us high schoolers that worked together. It was probably not the best situation, but yeah, we sold blue jeans. Oh goodness. Question number three, when you got your first big kid job, what did you splurge on? I would love to say it was probably something that just really was meaningful, but it probably wasn't. It probably was going out and being able to, well, you said splurge. Okay. So if it wasn't just having my own money to go get ice cream with my friends or do something like that, I would say 
I had one of those dads that would fill my car up with gas, you know, and it was a great thing, but I started putting gas in my car and they probably invested in some clothes that I needed for um, a big kid job. Yeah. So. Very cool. Question number four, what is the most random or offbeat class or training experience that you've had or heard of? Oh, that's a good one. Um, okay. I do have a couple for this because th this is something that I, I find interesting when I see it. Okay. So this isn't a class, but this is like a scholarship opportunity because obviously with Campbell being a senior, like I look up how you can find unique scholarships. One of them was, what did I see last week? It said, oh, doodle for Google. And so people who can, you know, the little heading or bars that are on the Google page when it pops up. Okay. So you can submit those and get scholarship for those. And then the other one that I thought was super cool because I like to do something that nobody else does was I think Clemson University. Yeah. They have a packaging science major. So to me, I was like, ah, I gotta see what that is. And so obviously as consumers, we see packaging and we pull it from the shelf because of its packaging. There's a whole science that goes into that and they are now giving out degrees and how from start to finish packaging, how it comes to your door, how it get all these things. You can get a major in that now. I had no idea. How cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about random. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Question number five, what educator made the most significant impact on your life and how are you paying it forward? Oh, goodness. Um, okay. I would say going back as far as second grade, I had this amazing teacher. Um, and I think maybe because she wasn't married, like she had all this time to pour into us as her students, but she was the only teacher. Her name was Mrs. Riggs who would give out the scratch and sniff smelly stickers and everybody else that you paper on your papers, you just get the random regular stickers. And so we were like, Oh, she really likes us. And so it sounds goofy, but like, she went the extra mile, you know, she went the, Hey, I care about my students. <laughs> Not that the other teachers didn't, but I'm going to give them the good stickers. And so I would say, if I really wanted to turn that into something cheesy, I could say sometimes it's worth it. Like a kid notices or somebody else notices if you go just do a little extra. And in that particular situation, everybody loved her because she did things like that. She poured in everything. And if she was going to go all in, you know, you knew that it was just going to be done right. And so I think going forward, how I try to implement that, not always, but try to is, you know, the little extra help sometimes in just making somebody feel special. 
Oh, that is fantastic. I got some great memories hearing you say scratch and sniff stickers. I mean, really, it's, it's those things that make a big impact in the long run for sure. <laughs> Obviously, right? <laughs> My kids will bring home the um, the markers that have sense to them. And I'm telling you, they, they get excited. I get excited. It's just a great time. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> well, Amy, we have come to the end of our conversation. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing sharing your time and expertise and compassion and your life with us. Well, thank you so much. Just now I'm inspired to go back to the store and just <laughs> love on some people. No, I, I do. It was, it's been great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the show. Don't forget to check out the show notes where you can read a bio to find out more about our guest. This podcast is designed to connect. So if you're looking to interview our guest on your own or see what other career exploration opportunities they can provide, you'll find that information in the show notes as well. Don't ever be shy about connecting, friends. Remember, you are building your future. We're just here to help. <laughs>